Hello and welcome back to Bull and Bay Crypto. My name is James Gore and this video is for the 23rd of April 2020. Going to be doing technical analysis on Bitcoin. Going to be going over a few things. One stupid trade mistake I made, which is a good learning lesson. And it's really key news for the past 24 hours. But before we do continue, don't forget to subscribe and follow on the video and audio platforms. And of course, if you haven't already, do take a look at bloombedcrypto.com forward slash insider. Get on the mailing list and we shall be sending out great stuff on there very soon. So let's crack on over to the charts. Okay, guys, so if you follow me on Twitter, you might have noticed that I've posted or if you follow me on TradingView, I posted a few things in the last couple of days at a pretty tumultuous time with regards to Bitcoin and price direction. I was saying... Um, <clears throat> Ultimately, if we could, pardon me, <coughs> sorry, ultimately, if we close consistently above the 50-day moving average, we're heading towards $8,000 mark. I was, I posted the charts in TradingView. I said, uh, using volume profile visible range, we can see where we have the highest volume node. It's right below support around the 50 days. So if we do break below, then we're likely to see further downside. However, I did say if we were to trade above the 50 day consistency, we'd likely to see some upside. And we managed to close consistently. Of course, Bitcoin's been very choppy, but we've managed to close consistently above the 50 day on the short time frames, which was used, which was nice to see. Um, sorry, on the, on the daily time frame, which was nice to see. And I followed this up with a bearish case. And I said in a separate chart that there's kind of a key level uh, that is would show us really strong uh, signs of strength if we can flip this and retest what's really interesting the last couple of hours bitcoin's broken out it's towards the upside um we haven't retested that level but it's like it looks like over the next day or so we're likely to test that level and we're likely to see if this move will actually reach the eight thousand dollar mark where we certainly will see quite a significant amount of resistance uh just due to uh, previous resistance being around $8,000 mark. We have moving averages, 200 to 100 day at the $8,000 mark. Um, and likely a lot of people are going to be putting their short positions right around just like 7,900 towards the $8,000 mark. So that would, that's what would make the most sense. What's really interesting is the uh, last couple of hours, uh, $70 million worth in BitMEX shorts were basically liquidated um, as Bitcoin uh, broke out 10% for a $700 move, roughly, approximately. Was it $700? It was $700. So it's really interesting, really interesting seeing what's happening with BTC. But more crucially, I think it's really interesting looking at what the rest of the market is doing when Bitcoin is having these significant moves. Because what we've mostly seen this last month and a half is when bitcoin do, does well the rest of the altcoin does well altcoin space does well what we're seeing today is one of the first days in a while where we've seen bitcoin up quite significantly and the rest of the altcoin space isn't the rest of the altcoin space is generally um pretty bloody and that tells me two things um at least at the, compared to the bitcoin comparative um these coins aren't doing as well they're not performing as well um, or some people are selling their altcoins to move into BCC. And I actually did see quite a few people, um, all anecdotal evidence, um, start moving their altcoins into Bitcoin. So I was like, okay, very interesting, very, very interesting. Um, but I highly recommend you follow me on TradingView. Um, 
if you are already on the group i shall be posting posts directly from TradingView into the group automatically once i've set up the technical aspects as well and of course follow me on twitter so you don't miss out on when i'm posting in between videos because i do still have some updates so this would have been a bit helpful i think for some of you just to get an idea of what i'm thinking of course i'm just one person everyone can have their own opinions and views and see things differently or use different technical analysis tools but personally for me i've been trying to keep it as simple as possible um just use price action and a few indicators and it's been really helpful to me so let's talk about what we could see in the next couple of days so the level i'm looking at for me personally is seven thousand three hundred and eight dollars why because there is another node in the value area of volume profile visible range which seems to be the last rung of support it was resistance but we smashed above it last rung of support before we'd actually see a nice bounce and move towards eight thousand so i could see two things happening we could just continue this move up sideways trade with not a lot of sideways trading and chop trading and chop uh, these past couple of days, especially if you look at some of these altcoins like Monero, which is really intriguing for me to watch. Um, might see some more sideways action. Bitcoin has been trading in the range for a while. Uh, we might see that on short time frames and then continue up. See continuation of this move. However, I think we're likely to see a retrace. Um, a bit more of a retrace. Just $200 uh, from where we are currently. It's not a massive amount. Um, and potentially see... A retest of 7,300 just because it's been previous support in the past previous resistance in the past currently have a high volume node there the last high volume node in the value area and volume profile visible range kind of fits with a macro pattern as well what's happening as well in short time frames and truth be told this move today is fantastic but the volume on that move is not too significant to me it's not too dramatic it's not it's not like the volume on the move from the bounce or the volume on the Mariposa's candle down on the 12th of March or 20th so more swing swing towards the bullish case between uh towards reaching eight thousand dollars which would be very interesting to see um ethereum i have been looking at ethereum as well it's been doing very well when bitcoin has been doing well this past couple of weeks but today's the first time we've kind of seen it in the red versus bitcoin comparative um not performing as well so yeah very interesting very very interesting stuff um, just before we do move on, XLM Stellar Lumens is a coin I mentioned, um, I think, two videos ago, three videos ago, two videos ago, um, in a very interesting pattern that, you know, waiting for some more consolidation to hit a particular level. Um, started moving, it looks like it's facing resistance now. So the key thing for XLM had a lovely breakout along with Bitcoin. In fact, it's outperforming Bitcoin today. It's up 10% today. Um, so what I'd be looking for for XLM is for it to break this resistance level here. Uh, we'll trade above this resistance level because it's broken it already. It's all about that retest. want to see a really lovely retest, but we have really nice volume on today's candle as opposed to you compare it to the Bitcoin chart. We don't really have too much for uh, significant volume on that move so i had a question where someone asked me how can you tell what volume is bullish or bearish because if you look at the daily candle just because it's green does that mean it's bullish just because the price has gone up well no not what you do what i tend to do is i like to drill down into some shorter time frames and see and just keep drilling keep drilling keep drilling and see where this volume is actually coming from so for example we can see here in a four hour time frame uh, this volume seems to be breaking down more so into 
mostly bullish on some uh, bearish or indecision here and goes over 30 minute and then you kind of really see what's happening in terms of volume and on this move up and you know how this volume relates to the actual price action of the candle because sometimes you can see very high volume candles with minimal price action or volatility in the price um, so that's really interesting to see and it gives you a bit of indication what's going on um, but it's very very useful information so don't hesitate to drill it down or up in terms of uh, information you're using so let's talk about the shitty trade I did. So I mentioned oil. So I've been watching oil for probably about eight months. Um, what's really funny is if you watch my videos, you might have noticed that my ticker for oil had changed. Um, that I was watching on my base list. I had a, I think it was WTI oil or let me think. Uh, can't remember. And then I changed it over to US oil because of how how they were settled. Um, and yeah, so I, I was looking at oil when it was $10 and saying it makes sense to long that position. And that was a complete mistake because first I was very fortunate to get stopped out relatively quickly. Um, just I was trying to catch a falling candle. To be honest with you, this it was more the idea of oil being so low, which made me want to buy. I wasn't looking at this from a technical perspective. Um, I was just purely looking at price, price history. And I was looking into broader context. I should have, I should have considered a bit more when just jumping into this trade, which is really poor. Which you know, something that you could do with the crypto space, just because if you know the crypto space really well, if that's what you trade predominantly, then jumping into one of these altcoins, you know, you know, you know how the space operates. Generally speaking, um, not so much the case with oil. There's more, lots to learn. Clearly, always learning. Um, about understanding how these financial instruments actually close. So funny enough, I saw uh, a chap that bought oil at a negative price, or he was in a trade that went it went negative, or belonged a negative price. It was fantastic that it was in profit, but but um, he ultimately was meant to, you know, he can no there was no one there to settle the future, the contract, he couldn't close the contract. So that means that it is a contract. And he was held to, or meant to, pardon me, be held to actually physically storing the oil that he, that he purchased on the future, on the on the contract. So I think he was able to settle cash in the end because the market's kind of recovered. I think, I think, I think, I'm 100 sure. But key, the key learn is two le learning lessons from this, and hopefully you guys can learn from me. Uh, and actually, there's the third learning lesson. Firstly, don't blindly follow what anyone says because I said long oil, um, didn't really give an explanation. It's always crucial to be quick, like think critically, understand why people are saying certain things, see if it fits in with your trading style or plan, and use it as more as learning as opposed to just blindly following, copy and pasting because um, that's how you, you firstly don't learn and can't improve. You know, your, your goal should be to be better than any kind of mentor or, or person that you're looking to learn from. Secondly, um, make sure you actually um, aren't just rushing into a trade and have a really strong understanding of a trading plan and risk to reward for entering that trade and see if there are other trades out there. Um, I, the, the last time I did this was when Bitcoin Cash was dropping on Coinbase. That was the last time I did something so silly um, because the price pumped like crazy. Now I was like, this is just a very simple arbitrage move very easy i'll just move my move a bunch of crypto over coinbase buy a bunch of, of 
of um, shitcoin cash and um, or get a bunch of shitcoin cash and then um, Bitcoin cash, sorry, and then um, and then um, once I can just sell my B cash and because uh, the price was pumping dramatically, I think it was like a ridiculous amount. Coinbase reset the exchange, so that's not it's not you know. Very, very poor. Very, very poor. Anyway, I couldn't remember the third lesson, but um, I hope that I hope that gives a bit of a funny story for you anyway. But I digress. So let's quickly take a look at Monero and Tezos because Tezos has been really good to me personally um, since it last formed that uh, pennant pattern. I've been just rolling off that, just running, riding this trade for a while. In fact, actually, since it broke this resistance level here at 2589, I've been... I've been doing okay from this trade um would like to see more of a significant move but what can you say um these markets are generally what generally doing better than some others um tezos seems to be finding a bit of a top at the moment um still doing relatively well monero i'm looking at here is a this is an example setup. I'm literally just looking for it to retrace into an entry and looks today versus the Bitcoin comparative after days of sideways trading. I honestly thought it would have started um, forming a higher low already. I had a nice touch of the 100 day. That's what I was looking for um, before I'd made an entry. I know this uh, P&L chart here, uh, this long chart here doesn't um, line up with that. It's just I haven't made an entry yet, so I haven't moved it into position. But um, there's, uh, there's, there's potential for this trade, um, but I'm just waiting. I'm just staring at this and just waiting and watching. Um, it's taking its time, some some sweet time. So much sideways trading in this market at the moment. It's uh, it's hilarious. Let's take a look at Link. Link is kind of in a similar position with, with Tezos at the moment. It looks like it could be forming yet another pennant, which is hilarious because if it has another breakout to the upside, we could see a double top at its most recent high, which would provide a the chart would scroll across from its current price um about a 10 percent gain from where it is now and i'm going to be honest with you link has been um one of those coins that isn't very predictable because it's been in a lot of price discovery mode for quite some time so it could it could you know move another 10 percent. i don't see why not could probably do more to be fair um especially with some announcement that's announcements that's been going on but I'd be watching this one and be playing the break as opposed to looking for entries now. Okay, so let's move on to news for the past 24 hours. So, like I said, $70 million worth in BitMEX shorts have been burned, uh, liquidated uh, today. Um, the one thing that I find, found really interesting with this is that a lot of these shorts were in, and you know, you know, some could argue this, this could be a short squeeze, Um a lot of people, a lot of people, placing the shorts at some really odd levels in terms of the order book, based on how Bitcoin's so choppy. I would have thought you'd wait before placing an order, so like having a conditional, uh, a conditional order where if it breaks a particular level, then you make an entry as opposed to just leaving it on the exchange because other people can see your limit orders on the exchange. So, it, I mean, I've been burned this way before in the past, so it depends though. But I just found it very interesting. But this is kind of what happens. Um, so anyway, interesting. But let's move on to some uh, more interesting news. So Deutsche Bank vets bullish on crypto is launching a Bitcoin, not a crypto, a Bitcoin trading desk in May. 
So Deutsche Bank has long been bullish on crypto assets like Bitcoin and the culture spilled over into the company's execs. One of the bank's veterans, former FX Japan managing director, is even launching a crypto trading desk of his own, set to launch coming May 2020, right when Bitcoin's halving is expected to drive significant interest in the asset class. So I can't stress enough, and I know I've, I keep saying it, institutional money is here, they're just not uh, dumping their money into the markets just yet. What do I mean by that? The people managing institutional money already hold Bitcoin, already trade Bitcoin, or they know enough about it where they're at least looking at it. I've seen enough evidence um, over the last six months that, especially this year, um, that a lot of people are managing a lot of money that weren't looking at Bitcoin or kind of hadn't, you know, poo-pooed Bitcoin in the past are either owning Bitcoin, trading Bitcoin or investigating Bitcoin now. And this was this was roughly around the time the economy started doing its thing, what it's doing now. So I think this is a positive. We're likely to see more. Um, and yeah, this is, this is, we're likely to see more and more financial instruments and ways for people to kind of move money into the market across the board from institutional players to retail investors. So we shall see. So moving on to the next piece of news, some interesting things can be going on between Ripple and YouTube. So I'm sure you're aware, I'm sure you've seen them. On YouTube, there is or are a lot of scams. People pretending to be Binance, free giveaways. People pretending to be from Ripple, uh, providing free XRP giveaways. These are completely scams. And Ripple, as a move to preserve their um, kind of integrity as a company or kind of combat this, they basically filed a lawsuit against YouTube saying the media giant isn't doing enough to remove these scam videos. So YouTube is responding to a lawsuit filed by Ripple and its CEO Brad Garlinghouse that alleges the video sharing site's deliberate inaction is making it easy for scammers to steal cryptocurrency. The lawsuit demands compensation for damages to the company's brand and reputation due to YouTube's failure to stop frauds who are impersonating Ripple and Garlinghouse. So what's um, really interesting um that i'm finding at least is this seems more of because people know that you know once you've been burned you know it's not ripple you know it's not ripple's fault so the fact that he's seeking monetary compensation for ripple himself is very interesting so very very interesting um so guarding houses forces were hard at work trying to rip people off long before the coronavirus pandemic which has triggered a significant rise in online scams what we're seeing is scams taking advantage of these platforms frankly this has been going on as it relates to cryptocurrencies such as ripple uh specifically xrp um it's very interesting how he made that distinction cryptocurrencies as it relates to ripple didn't say ripple the cryptocurrency they said specifically xrp um it's been going on for well over a year and um Obviously, YouTube are refuting the notion. Basically, their response was, we take abuse on our platform very seriously and take action quickly when we detect violations of our own policies and scams and, inter- and impersonations. What I have to say about YouTube is they're, they're, there's, an, there's an algorithmic aspect, an autom- automated aspect to how they flag videos and how videos are removed. So their system is so poor, so, so poor, just consider since December how many YouTubers have not only uh, not once but twice or multiple times had their channels demonetized, had videos removed, or had their channel just um, shut down. Tone Vase recently had this exact issue, and he's, he's he's a huge channel. He has more Twitter followers than the YouTube 
um, CEO. Um, he's, he's a well-known, established entity, at least within the cryptocurrency space. So you'd assume that he would be considered somewhat trustworthy and reputable, um, not according to the algorithm. So there are obviously some issues. So expecting all of these videos to be removed is unrealistic, unreasonable. So, so I, I think there might be some kind of other other reason for this approach, lawsuits, and it could be to seek monetary compensation, which I kind of doubt, um, or to kind of, you know, signal to the public or the crypto space that we actually do care about people that are, people that are interested in Ripple and people not getting, not getting scammed. We shall see. Um, but yeah, next up. So, GoDaddy email confirmed that new details on KuCoin's legal troubles in Singapore. So, um, I don't know if you're aware, but last week, Cointelegraph reported that KuCoin's uh, primary domain, KuCoin.com, had been locked by a Singaporean court um, in a statement posted on its website and in the public Telegram channel throughout the past week. KuCoin alleged that our reporting was unverified and untrue, they say. And in response, Cointelegraph is now publishing evidence of its original reporting, which is our confirmed emails from GoDaddy, which is their web posting. So um, you can see that currently KuCoin is uh, in the shit, ultimately. Um, so the fact that the domain is currently being held by the High Court of Singapore Republic um, is not good. I don't know if you can log into KuCoin at the moment. So hopefully you can. I'd say get your crypto off the exchange if you can. Um, I generally say don't keep crypto on exchanges anyway. Um, it should just be your trading account, not your majority of your holdings. But um, not looking good for KuCoin. Not looking good for KuCoin. Okay, let's move on to some more uh, hilarious news. So EOS.io Daniel Larimer to implement enterprise application without tokens. So this sounds awfully lot like what ripple was doing so um let's let's talk about people's approaches or, or or how companies are using the actual token which is what people trade which is what you're probably most interested in versus um the actual blockchain some blockchains do not require you or networks do not require you to use their token to operate okay this encouraged, um, but doesn't require you. So a prime example, this is RippleNet, um, XRapid, Ripple Networks. Um, this is one of the, you know, one of the USPs of, of that network is that it, it's a faster network com compared to existing uh, legacy systems such as Swift, um, you know, what banks are typically using. Um, and there is an incentive on the network to use the XRP token because it means if you use the token to transmit funds, then it sends the money faster, faster remittance, which is fantastic. Um, we saw MoneyGram, who are using the network, sold all their XRP instantaneously rather than using it to transact value across the network. Very interesting. Let's talk about EOS in this situation. So according to Dan Larimer, um, his next re release of business-orientated databases based in the EOS um, be open source software incorporated databases um, due to its high end finality so 0 0.5 se seconds per transaction and ability to work with no tokens involved so he's ultimately selling a database that's it 
literally a database literally a database like this is this is the, this is the thing with cryptocurrencies as they move further and further away from from bitcoin especially with consensus mechanisms what are they exactly bringing that's so revolutionary um that doesn't really exist out there other companies have you know f- you know solutions to a lot of you know so- something simple as like being able to provide a database and the fact that there's no eos token i'd probably consider that a bit of an issue as to the direction that you know dan is going and eos is going us.io not the not the blockchain is going um just because it's probably what they're able to sell to companies because if you want to think about it providing enterprise solutions to businesses global businesses is extremely profitable probably more profitable than you know running a blockchain after you fundraise once you fundraise you know they raise ridiculous amounts of money what's that money being spent on what have they really created have they really implemented you know what they're saying they're going to implement as it stands eos you know from a speculative standpoint it's, it's useful to trade but in from terms of real world value is it really going to, is it really providing dramatic amounts of value compared to the amount that was raised during its you know token sales so the answer is no for me personally i can't remember how much they raised i think it was something like a couple billion um let me have a quick google as you can see i use brave uh and as you can see i use duckduckgo um i'm trying to get off the google teat as much as possible as i release and upload this video and uh onto youtube so trying to see just how much they raise in terms of funds article cuts off oh dear oh dear oh dear so let's see so we don't have it we don't have it it's a shame eos there we go I know this doesn't make the most dramatic um, dramatic uh, listening or, or video watching. But if you know, do comment in the description box below or message me. I'll talk about it in the next video. Um, but it's a bit concerning. So value offered versus value raised is very different. Okay, last piece of news. So 50% of American crypto users hold Bitcoin to fight inflation. So... This is very interesting. So a Paxful survey finds that disenchantment with the traditional finance system will dr- drive people to adopt Bitcoin. Okay. Key takeaways. Half of Bitcoin's respondents see as a traditional finance crisis leading to a flight to Bitcoin. Mobile mining and altcoin resurgence, institutional investing and payments are also drivers of adoption. The survey found more than 50% of respondents saw the US as driving crypto forward. So this is kind of a no-brainer for me personally. This is something that we've always considered. But bear in mind that you know, in some, in some, uh, in some surveys I've mentioned previously, probably in the last couple of years, um, on this channel, uh, a lot of people just saw Bitcoin as a speculative a- asset. The majority of people saw Bitcoin as a speculative asset. That's slowly starting to shift into a hedge against. A inflationary currency, a hedge against a failing financial system. So, when the majority of people that hold Bitcoin see it as a hedge against a failing financial system, a hedge against hyperinflation and inflationary currencies, 
where do the masses move to that aren't here yet? What, how they start thinking about Bitcoin? How they start to see this space when it comes to adoption? Because once we start hitting the, you know, the, the peak of the curve in terms of people moving into this space, uh, in terms of rates, we'll start seeing some really interesting things. I'm not just talk I'm not talking about price. I'm talking about how the financial system will work. I'm talking about how governments respond and talking about privatization of money because money hasn't always been in the control of central banks. Um, money used to be private, used to issue notes privately. So it seems like we're slowly shifting to that system just because Bitcoin's a harder money. And again, year to date, Bitcoin's outperformed every other asset class. So, so it was up 1% last time I made the video or the video before and everything was down. So, you know, if you started start this year moving money into Bitcoin, you'd still have more than if you were moving into any other asset class. So, um, you know, it's kind of a no brainer for me and there's so much going on. So um, I really would like to see, you know, more data. And this type of thing i'd love to see more data we need to you know poll as many people as possible but do bear in mind it's from people within the space as well so they're probably going to be a bit biased in terms of what they're looking to but to uh to do with their crypto their bitcoin but it seems like there's a, there's a sentiment shift in the very least especially with what's going on now but that's it for today's guys today's video guys so thank you so much for watching um don't forget to again follow like if you are on iTunes, even if you're not listening to, listening to this on iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review. If you leave a review and leave some means of contacting you in the review, for example, your name is the same as it is on Twitter, or you comment below this video and say you left a review uh, on YouTube, or DM me on Twitter and say you left a review on iTunes, I'll do something special for you. And because um, I, I really appreciate that because it helps, it helps the content grow, helps the channel grow. Also, very soon I'm going to start posting videos on library.io just as a means of backup and also another platform get exposure for the channel. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I have, hope you have an amazing day. Stay safe, stay smiling, and wishing you guys all the best.